It's Jim, it's the world of bonds. It's Monday, 28th of March, 2022. This is for professional investors only. Never ever investment advice. When you've all finished looking at videos of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, uh, we should talk about what happened in government bonds last week. Huge moves there in US Treasuries in particular, but in all government bond markets, to be honest. So this morning, the 10-year US Treasury bond yield is up at 2.5%. Um, and this was really started getting driven by Powell last Monday in his press uh, interview, um, where... There was a very, very hawkish tone, so hawkish that you almost believe that there's been some sort of regime change in central banking in the US. This is a very different Fed than we are used to. There are now nine rate hikes priced in for 2022. Um, And, you know, why do I think it might be a regime change? Well, it's in the face of what looks to be uh, an oncoming significant slowdown in growth. And of course, uh, we might be wrong on that, but looking at the energy price, um, historically, when we see a, a, an energy price rise like this, it does lead to a recession shortly afterwards. And the yield curve is not quite pointing to a recession, but we'll uh, we'll have a look at the shape of that in a minute. It's certainly flattened dramatically. So markets, uh, you know, and a few other little things popping up like asking prices in UK housing seem to have fallen by ten percent. Um, over the past couple of months. So there is something going on in the real economy. I think things are slowing down, as you'd expect, in the middle of a war, in the middle of a um, big rise in petrol prices, heating prices, and all of those sorts of things. But central banks don't seem to see that as a reason not to hike, given the inflation environment that we're in. So looking at energy, historically, um, global spending on oil as a percentage of global GDP is something like two to four and a half percent. If you went back to 2009 through to 2019, i.e., post the global financial crisis, that was kind of the range of spending on oil. Since COVID, obviously during COVID, when the oil price went negative, uh, we ended up with spending on uh, oil down below one percent. Um, it's now shot back up to 6%. And it's really, the um, A, the absolute level of that, that 6% is well outside the range of a normal um, spending on oil. Um, so when we get to those kind of levels, we get a recession. And also the, the speed of the increase, the shape of that increase from uh, below 1 to 6 also indicates historically that we, we shouldn't be surprised to see a recession um, next year. So what do we see now? Well, in particular, this has led to a massive reaction in government bond markets, as I alluded to, and the world of negative interest rates that we've been talking about really ever since the global financial crisis is coming to an end. So if we look at the end of 2020 and the start of 2021, not quite 50, something like 45% of global government bond markets had a negative yield. That was over $20 trillion worth of government bonds. That's collapsed down to something like 7% now. There are a few negative yielding um, government bond markets left, but uh, I don't, I'm don't. i pretty sure there's not much uh, longer than two years now. So we look at France out to two years, Germany out to two years, Japan just about, um, you know, it has minus two basis point 
yield to two years in Japan, Denmark. Um, so, you know, a handful of bonds in a handful of countries still with negative yields, but it's not a significant portion of the global government bond markets anymore. The other things that happened last week, um, you know, this has been a front-end driven sell-off in bonds. It's been a, a bear flattening of yield curves but we did go through some important numbers at the the longer end so 10-year bonds have gone through 50 basis points positive they were deeply negative remember uh, not so long ago now 60 basis points and on friday france 10 years went through one percent italian 10-year btps went through two percent now if you're the sort of person that likes horoscopes uh, buys lucky heather and thinks that sprites might turn your milk sour if you walk under a ladder you'll be looking at the charts the um the kind of voodoo uh charts where you get a ruler out and uh, that tells you what's going to happen to government bond markets or any other asset class uh, in the future if you look at those going back to 1985 there's been a you know very long term downtrend channel in 10-year US Treasury bond yields going back to the kind of you know a couple of years after Paul Volcker came in and set interest rates above the rate of inflation seen as radical at the time all the way to today they've been sat in that down channel you know the trend is your friend it really has been your your friend in staying long government bonds now there's not yet time to panic it's not yet time to panic because we're we're right at the very top of that down channel so you can make your arguments either way either it'll bounce off the top end of that channel and come back but on a breakout you would have to probably say as a chartist that that long downtrend has come to an end it has been at the top end of that channel before but it's always bounced out again uh, back down um this is uh, this is a big test for chartists and technical analysts final thing to mention today is Japan. Japanese bond yields haven't moved really. Um, so if you look at 10-year JGB yields there, you know, 25 basis points, way below that in the US. And that explains to some extent the, the woeful underperformance of the Japanese yen. It, you know, it's the cheapest currency in the world at the moment um, on a kind of PPP basis alongside the Turkish lira. There's nothing cheaper than the yen. It's also often argued that the yen has had good diversification benefits that it does well in market sell-offs and that's not been so clear over the past couple of things like covid it didn't perform in the way that it did in the global financial crisis so it's pretty unloved at the moment you know it's, it's not loved um, fundamentally because it's not paying you a yield 25 basis points for that 10 year as i say still negative at the very short end of of the marketplace and only really that fundamental PPP Big Mac index style indicator is, is the only thing it's got going for it at the moment. Um, that should be enough over the long term to, to help it do very well, but for the time being, incredibly unloved. Bank of Japan has stepped in to that JGB market, so last night it bought about $500 million uh, worth of JGBs, 10-year JGBs. Remember that yield curve control is one of its monetary policy tools. It doesn't just set short-term interest rates like the Bank of England does. It doesn't just do QE like the Bank, Fed and ECB has been doing. It also says we are targeting this level of yield at this point of the yield curve. And at 10 years, it targets 25 basis points as a maximum. We're right at that level now. So it's having to start buying for the first time. Australia is obviously the other country that, that has a yield curve control. Um, 
function in it, although uh, that's also been tested. Right, that's it for today. Um, I hope you have good weeks. Catch up with you soon. Bye.